Paper crowns have their legitimate and within the proper context their serious uses. They are in the long run not much less absurd if imagination mend them than all earthly crowns. Welcome to The Reelsverse, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Rios, and you are listening to the Paper Crowns Podcast, the podcast where we talk about life in general and the balance between understanding ego and self in pursuit of our art. So I'm very happy to have you guys here. We have uh, two amazing guests. Now, the people that I'm bringing on today are individuals who really had this powerful energy when I met them. And in fact, there's people in life that you come across that just click. They have this energy that when you meet them, you, you realize like, oh, we're best friends already. And, and even though my experience with them has been limited in, in the workforce and things like that, I knew that when I had them around, the energy that just swirled around me was going to be 10 times better in life. And also, like, their story is just so filled with uh, emotion and power and struggle and, and overcoming adversity that the moment that I knew that I, I wanted them to have on the podcast, it, it was something that I had to bring to life. And so I want to welcome to the podcast the Nunes sisters, Nicole and Tiana Nunes, Thank you so much for joining me on the Paper Crowns podcast. Thank you for having us. Seriously, <laughs> with an introduction like that, thank you. <laughs> and, and just to make sure, because I always have like this problem of like, it's weird having two two of you on right now. It's like Nicole, say hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> All right, so that's Nicole Tiana. Hello, hello. We do apologize because our parents say that our voices sound the same, so I don't know if that's gonna be much help. I think Nicole's a little more mellow. Nicole's a little more like, you know, very deep, uh, sultry tones there. <laughs> She's yeah, like, more in your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm here. No, it's, it's true. Like, uh, I think you ladies have, and we talked about it earlier, it's just like there's so much power that you have. And I think in this world where so many people that we run into feel like robots, when, when you come across two individuals like yourselves, it is truly mind-blowing to see something that genuine and that emotionally powerful and raw and beautiful so thank you so much for existing it was so good to, to run into you thank you <laughs> you got I'm us so blushing over here i like to think we complement each other well and it's always nice when other people feel the same way now now we met in the restaurant industry uh i was a manager and you guys were serving but uh the restaurant that i was working at uh, went under for renovation and they brought me over to your restaurant, uh, Wolfgang Pucks, where you were working. And uh, when I had gotten there, I was trying to get my feel for the restaurant, trying to see what's going on. And then I saw the two of you working together. And I was like, who are those? Being like, oh, those are the Nunez sisters. As Tiana and Nicole, they pretty much run shit. They, they, they run their, this restaurant. They know what they're doing. They're very, very cool. And, and like I said, immediately, the, the aura that you had was one of control, of confidence. And it was just something to, to, to be marveled at and to be appreciated. So... It was so cool meeting you in, in that area. It is really nice. Like I feel like Nicole and I balance each other out really well. And it's good that that's the impression that we give off. Because mm. in our little circle, we struggle. Yeah. We look at each other and it's like, all right, we have to do this and we have to do this. But it's good that we can kind of read each other all through the eyes. So mm -hmm. I can tell when Nicole is super stressed out and she needs something. She can tell when I'm struggling and I need her to do something for my tables, you know? So it's just really good that we've been able to build this connection and just kind of understand each other without saying anything. And that's kind of why we work so well together. I'm not sure if we've told you, but the place that we're at now is like our sixth or seventh restaurant working together. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we are attached at the hip, a package deal. And that's one thing I noticed too. Like whenever... Uh, like you moved over to because we, we jumped restaurants together 
uh, you guys were, were, you know, holding it down there. But then if you didn't get enough hours, you both were like, oh, we're going to go somewhere else. And then there was times where I was walking home, like, like uh, walking to my car and I would run into you both and you guys would have like a different restaurant shirt every time. Like, oh, we're over here now. We're over here now, you know? And I appreciate that so much because it's like you as individuals, like you're, you are so focused on succeeding, you know? And that's just, it's like an underlying message with you. It's not just like, oh, we're fun and and we're people that are in control. Like you have a, a desire to succeed, you know? So like where, where does that come from? That, that drive to be like, you know, we can't stop. I feel that it comes from being of teen parents and I don't want to say that they didn't make it, but to still see them struggling and not necessarily happy with everything that they're doing themselves in life, that it was just, that's not what we want for ourselves. It's more like you, you have to keep working. You have to keep finding, working on happiness. Mm-hmm. You said you, you grew up with, uh, with, with, from teen parents, yeah. you know, and I think my parents were like 20 when, when they had me, but it's like, same thing, like very young parents and, and. I don't think a lot of people know about that lifestyle or what that's like because and you think about like when you were a teenager and you're like, what a life, you know, to be like having a kid at that age. And mm-hmm. we had things now that help us out. But it's like being at that age and you realize like there, there's a point where you realize like your parents are just kids, just like you, you know, and, and that's pretty difficult to, to grow up with and grapple with. Like, did you guys have that same realization? Like, when did you have that realization of like, oh, these are just people. They're they're not, you know, the all almighty parents like they they're, they were just kids just like me at one point. Honestly, for me, I've had that realization kind of within the last five years of me being an adult and still learning things and realizing that even at 25, I'm still kind of a kid and I still have so much to learn, you know? So I've had to forgive my parents and learn that Mm -hmm. they were going through a lot themselves and they may not have had the best support system. So when you aren't taught correctly, how can you teach correctly? Yes. You know, so I've had to do a lot of understanding and kind of like reflecting and asking my parents about their own upbringing before I can judge my upbringing Mm -hmm. and learning more about theirs has me really grateful for the way them doing their best. You know, that's all we can ask for. It may not have been perfect, but they thought that they were doing something better to give me more than what they had. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. You know, for sure. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with as well. When you're thinking about like your parents, like a lot of people are like, Oh, they should have had it figured out at that point. Why have kids? And that's the, it's not their fault, but it's like what we were taught in school is like, don't have kids unless you have shit figured out. And you're like, well, apparently my parents must have had shit figured out to have had me at that time. And then that's where we, we grow up with like this twisted view of like what it is to be an adult or what is expected because we didn't know that, oh, we just have to forgive that everybody makes mistakes. And I think uh, people in this generation... Um, you guys are a little younger than me. You guys are like what, twenty five, twenty six now? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You are twenty five. Twenty five. Oh yeah. I hope that wasn't appropriate for me to ask, but no. it's like uh, you look like you guys are twins, honestly. <laughs> so like, I did not expect twenty nine, twenty five. But it's like she loves that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am thirty seven now. I thought I was much older. I just had a birthday you in so November. Funny. Happy birthday! Like, oh, thank you. Happy birthday! You look great. Thank you so much. Thank you. But I told my wife, I was like, man, thirty eight, and she's like, you're thirty seven, and I was like, what? I was like, I'm not 38. She's like, no, <laughs> you're just turning 37. I'm like, that is oh, great. I guess that's a little better. I've got more time. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's something that like what you said, you know, to forgive their life experiences and to be like, oh, I can't hold it against you because you did your absolute best. And that's something like, you know, my, my mother tries to tell me all the time because she, she always feels like she was inadequate or there's something wrong that she did. And I'm like, I was like, I'm awesome. You know, like there's nothing wrong. Like I love it. you, you did the best you could. Like I'm not a doctor, but I don't want to do that anyway. So you're fine. Like mm-hmm. you did, you did a great job. 
none of your kids are in jail. So success, you know, like that, that's, you did a great job, you know? And, and it's like, but she, she had that same issue probably of like, she felt that she didn't do something right. And so she just always carrying this guilt of like, I, I could have done better. I could have done better. And through the, we all could do better. Like, mm-hmm. That's not something limited to, to one person. We all had to do that, you know? But, like, let's, let's get into, like, you ladies. Uh, and one of the things that I loved is, like, I feel like this is something that repeats itself in history of, like, there's a particular energy about you, too, that I think is super rare and, like, just existed for, like, throughout the centuries of, like, the, the, the pair archetype of, of this, this, this two people who have this beautiful insight of one another. So, like, when do you think... That started because I remember you had you had said growing up that uh, that you guys did not like each other <laughs> growing up. <laughs> she did not like me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I like loved her. her. <laughs> Tiana has always been this little ray of sunshine, and it was just I was an angry little teenager, bitter little mm-hmm. kid, and it was just like a you're you're too much. Like you're you're great. I love you. I've always loved her, but it was like you're just too much. I think we became closer in high school. I was struggling through high school, and she was like a practically a straight-A student, and I was, like, uh, elbowing her, like, come on, man, you're always making me look bad. Like, just cut <laughs> it out already. You're great. We all know this. Like, tone it down. Um, when How old were you? We were still living in the Bronx, so put her at elementary school, and I guess oh God, I'm I know she was finishing elementary school, and, uh, you know, we had the report cards. It's report card time, and Tiana's, mm-hmm. like, running ready like oh my god like in hand parents aren't even home and it's like look at this and we were my brother and i were like put it away how rude right if they don't ask you for it don't bring it up how unappreciative i was so mad (laughs) but it was just like you know i didn't i was probably gonna get in trouble tiana at most only had the like she talks too much comments and i was like nicole can try harder and it's like come on i'm giving i'm giving you what i've got nicole can try harder we may need to set up a a meeting for nicole (laughs) like honestly and it was just like a no cut it out no i can imagine that you being like hey listen put it away all right don't bring it up it's not even a big deal you know and then poor tiana like but i'm really Honestly, that was exactly what it was like. You remember when they used to give you the report cards and the big manila, what is oh, it? Yeah. Manila, manila envelope. envelope? Yeah. Yes. And they're like, your parents have to sign it. And you're like, God damn. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was always so proud. Like, oh, I'll get this signature. Not a problem. <laughs> now, that's interesting too. Like, like, were there things that like happened with you that you like you had to try and hide from your parents as far as like, because you were just like, I know that Tiana just got praised for something and I don't want to show them this. That's why we, I, I would say we were closer once I was in high school because that was my, I was a pretty good student. I was a pretty good kid. Mm-hmm. And then as my father likes to say, I threw a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, like, what, I was 17. Yeah. Cause for, up until my sweet 16, I, you know, I was, I was great. I got the sweet 16. <laughs> um, but I trailed off there. It was, yeah, like that curveball you were yeah, trying to avoid. <laughs> Go it ahead. It was curveball after curveball. I don't, I really can't say what I went through. I don't, I don't, I was just going through changes and it it brought Tiana and I super close. It was just that I realized that there was no one that was going to be more for me than my little sister. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Like I find, like it clicked for me, the, the admiration that she had for me. And it was just like, if, like, how could you not have the same thing for her? She, there's, that's so awesome. there was no one that was going to love you more and you better reciprocate. 
Just so That's it's so on good. the record, it's because I was lying for her and covering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to put it on the record. She was the ultimate. Is it a double spy? Or yeah, like, I you know, a double spy. Yeah, I was, yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I know where you are. Mom, she's here. And I'm like, oh, it was so like, that everybody knew she was safe. My mom stopped calling her a thousand times because I was like, don't worry, she's safe. Uh, she's I, I got her track. Don't worry. That's so good. Yeah. See, but then you weren't you weren't in a good space, probably. Right? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not at all. That's so awesome, you, Tiana. Thank you for for looking out for Nicole. There, oh, that's you know? my best bud. Um, <laughs> I think something that really helped too was when it came time to graduating school. We graduated around the same time, and mm-hmm. I was looking at her like, "Girl, we are going to get through this together." I was like a super duper supreme senior. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, super what- senior. <laughs> It was past that. I was looking at her like, this is not, we are all, all three of us, you know, my mom's kids, her one, because my mom is, oh, so sorry. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Bless her soul. My mom, she would just be, she's the best, happy with the bare minimum. She just wanted mm-hmm. us to graduate, not get pregnant, not go to jail. No, same, mm-hmm. same. As long same as we did parents. those three things, she's she was good. Same thing, and same thing. I was looking at her like, she has one minimal little request that we graduate. <laughs> and I was like, everyone, like, I'm not pregnant. I'm, I'm 18 and not I'm, pregnant. I'm doing good. <laughs> you know? Not in jail yet. So. <laughs> no. I refused. So it was, I think that's kind of what brought us closer together. And I think that's what made her realize like, oh my God, this girl really, really cares. We got into an argument one time and I was like, tell me, I'll stop helping you if you don't care, then I won't care. And she was like, whoa, mm-hmm. don't be like that. <laughs> and then after yeah, that don't put it on me yeah that's wrong yeah <laughs> after that we were kind of just attached at the hip yeah totally inseparable like six months later maybe a year later i told her that i wanted to move down here to florida for a guy but mm-hmm. i didn't want to live with the guy so i asked her to move with me she said yes so he wise did, he did not ask so me wise to i totally threw that out there I was like, Tiana, if you want to move, I'll go with you. Uh, I'm not doing that's much. Possible. I'm not doing much here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I'll be your support. I think. No, Maybe that's not, not what words. happened. But. No, I was here on vacation, and the person I was staying in my godmother's house, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Oh, you should just move down here." And I called my sister, and I was like, "Would you move to Florida with me?" And that's when she was like, "Oh, if you know, I'm not doing anything. It was my idea." Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll have to retouch that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk off mic about this because we need to get this straightened out. Um, but like uh, when it came to to moving down, you're like that's a big decision. It's a big decision to be like, let's get the hell out of uh, out of New York. Especially like I can imagine a lot of people who are who who grew up in New York are married to New York. You know, like they're like, this is part of us. I don't want to go anywhere else. Like like I grew up here. I've earned staying here. Almost it's kind of like how New York trains you. In New Jersey to some aspect as well, but you know a little bit less, because uh, <laughs> uh, they're like the heel of of you know America. But it's like, um, what was it for you girls? I know you said there was a dude, but I mean aside from that, where well, there's just other instances where you're like, there's things we gotta get away from here. Well, do you want to go first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I always knew that I wanted to leave New York City. Oh, sorry, for college, <laughs> the goal was to go to Buffalo, but it was gonna be way too expensive, and my mom was gonna have to take out like twenty five thousand dollars in loans. Mm. So. I just decided to stay closer to home for college, and I was kind of miserable. You know, I wanted to leave. If we were, I tell people all the time, if I was from the Upper West Side and I came from a lot of money and I could appreciate New York in the limelight the way people like fantasize it to be, mm-hmm. I would have never left. Yeah, but we but grew there's up. There's a reality. Yes, we grew up in the complete opposite, the Lower East Side. Spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in the Bronx, and where I love both the places that I come from, I will never not appreciate coming from. The ghetto and the South Bronx projects, but 
you want more for yourself and you realize that the people, when they don't leave, it's hard to find more for yourself. You become content with just the bare minimum or mm. doing a little bit better than your parents did. Yes. And I'm not okay with you doing just a little bit better, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to succeed and help my mom retire so she doesn't have to work forever. Yeah. That was not going to happen from New York for me. No, I I can hear you, man. Yeah, I can see how, like, it, it's, it's important to recognize that difference. Nicole, you got something to say. For me, it was more becoming older, walking around, and what I fell in love with were the brownstones. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I, at that age, they were like just the They're face. They're gorgeous, too. Just the face of the brownstone, they are saying, are a million dollars. And that was like a rotten inside. And I was like, well, okay, I don't really see myself being a millionaire and getting mm-hmm. that. And I was like, you don't see houses. And it's just, it. I, I wanted something different for myself. No, for yeah. Sure. The opportunity is definitely a good motivator, you know, to, to get past your comfort zone. And I think that's that's what really defines successful people in America is that we're kind of being trained to just accept the way things are, you know, and, and we're being trained to like, oh, that's 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 your limit. That's as far as you're going to go. But if you actually want to do something different or pursue a dream, like it's also a part of America where you could be like, I can go after it. And you can sit there and say, well, it's harder for me because I came from this background. Hell yeah, it's going to be harder for you. But that's where it's a personal choice to be like. I still want it though. Mm-hmm. You know, do you still want a brownstone? You can get one. It's going to be a lot of work for you. Is that fair? Probably not. But you know what? This is your life. You know, so if you can't get a brownstone, you got to work for something that at least feels like it for you. you exactly. Know? You know, I don't want a brownstone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen I, those I changed my mind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't like New York anymore. Like, I don't like, not that I don't like New York, but it's just. After moving here, we went back, and for one of our first visits, I was like, everything is so gray. It's so stinky. Like, mm-hmm. the rats are huge. I'm okay. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen a rat here. I'll take an alligator over a rat. You know, all the time. Any day, honestly. Any day. Alligators just sit there. It's fine. You know? <laughs> rats want to get closer to me. I don't want to. For yeah. real. No, yeah. I, I mean, I love the idea of New Jersey, you know, because you grew up, and so you, you, you growing up, you, you knew this place, and just like... From what other people say, you just have this idea of like, there's a there's a beauty to this place. And no doubt there is. Like, you'll go back there and be like, that's the one spot that's beautiful. And that's the one spot that's beautiful. And I do like this little aspect of Jersey or New York or wherever. But then you look at the whole thing and you're like, what a mess. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a mess that all is. You know, and it's like, you have to be grateful to be like, I, I like that I can appreciate that from a distance. Now. Exactly. From a distance, I can I can look back and be like, oh, I'm, I'm good peering back this way. And I think that that's something, it's like a superpower that a lot of people can grab of being able to just like disassociate and look back and be like, oh, uh, I'm good with all that there. That, that That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's go continue with the timeline. You you moved down to Florida. You guys made that big decision to come down here. Uh, whoever made the decision to live with who, we'll figure <laughs> that out later. But it's like you, you guys came down. I assume things didn't work out with the gentleman. No. Uh, <laughs> no, that didn't happen. But, uh, uh, but you guys found yourself in this area. So like where did you realize that like oh now you're now you're in it because now you made this decision you only have each other and and there there's only going to be success so for me it was right away i'm not a i'm a very prideful person mm-hmm. so once we made the decision to come down here i was not moving back home um my dad made a comment to me one time even before i graduated high school about kind of like mocking me and laughing <laughs> that after college I'd live on my own. He was like, you're going to have to come back here. That's what everybody does. They go back home. Mm-hmm. And 
Is uh, it, there's no greater challenge than when someone's like, oh, this man. is what you're going to do. Oh, and then you're man. Like, <laughs> oh, man. So from like 17, I was like, oh, little does he know that mm-hmm. once I'm gone, I'm gone. So we came down here and I looked at her for the first year. She was like, I'm going back home. I'm not doing oh, yeah. this. Probably Nicole. more than the first year. It's just, it was like, this isn't, for, I, but it's, I can't say that I'm not, I'm more family oriented than her, mm. but being the eldest, I just took on more responsibility with our younger siblings. No, for sure. So it was just, I, that was what was the hardest for me. It was leaving the younger kids that I was just like, I should be there for them. There's things that I should be able to help them with just being the eldest. And Tiana had to look at me like, girl, you don't have your shit together. <laughs> so who, like you, and I've had other See, people tell me like, you can't help. Someone. And I love this. And this is something that's about you girls that is, is worn on your sleeve. And to me, it is certainly very beautiful about the sister's archetype or twin archetype, which you two define for me is that, you know, we go through life looking, I, I think human beings search for a, a partner and whether that is, I mean, we try to do both romantic and, and family and, and, and spiritual and like we're like we need that one single package to fit everything and i think that's why a lot of relationships fail for sure <laughs> but uh when you when you have this gift of of what i think you ladies have found of like uh, you were you were being given this blessing of someone born next to you so it's, it's really like this this super hidden gem of, of life of like you have a balance you know there is something there that can help you out and a lot of people don't have that in life growing up and they, they try to find it because it's it's necessary to find that that balance. We we seek it. And any person who's like, I'm just alone, I'm just all by myself, and that's just how I operate, it's like, I'm sure you do, but I know that there's a part of you that is still reaching out for that counterbalance, reaching out for that something that's gonna complete you. Mm-hmm. And for for you ladies, uh it, it was so clear in the relationship that you proposed to to the world, we as individuals, we don't have all the answers, but together we got everything worked out. There's definitely like this yin and yang to you as far as your energy and what you bring. And it's like on your own, it's always like, oh, there's something wrong with Tiana today. There's something wrong with Nicole today. What is it? Oh, your other half isn't here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the problem. You know, Tiana's in a bad mood. What's wrong? Where's Nicole? Oh, she had to work this other shift. So she had to drop me off and then she had to go over there. And then now I have to get out of here. I have to wait for her. And it's like, yes. <laughs> and it's like clearly, like the moment you guys aren't synergized together, that's where things are a problem, and that's where you, you're both thrown off, and you're having a bad day. But the moment you two are together, it's like this, you know, the 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 one or twin powers activate, and you guys have this superpower that no one else has. And so when I hear you talk about just your, your life in general, you know, Nicole is, is the more subdued; she's more uh, chill and calm and. And and uh, I want to say emotional, but definitely more heartfelt. Like you're saying, like you had this feeling of like I can't abandon my family. You know, they need me. You know, that you know, I'm sure that you know there's trauma within this family, and I can't rely on the other people to be there for the younger kids. And so that motherly instinct kicked in you of like I can't I can't leave them, or you know this is going to be painful. But then you have you know on the other hand Tiana who's like no girl like. <laughs> we need to break this generational 100%. curse. We have to, you know, and, and and I love them, but they're human beings as well. And they need to make their decisions and they yep. need to be successful. And, you know, this drive is not just 
uh, it's all dependent on one person. Like they all need to make their decisions. And it's so good to have that in life where you don't have to con- conflict with that, that fear or, or that balance. Cause I know myself, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll have a thought in my head. I'm like, but I'm alone. Like, how do I balance this? How, how, how much of me do I give to this? And how much of me do I give to that? And the only other voice I have is my own voice. So it's like, I have this splintered personality where it's, it's like, I'm, I'm weighing the differences of, of life between me. And I can only imagine if I just had someone else there speaking those words, it'd be much easier for me to be like, you're right, I understand, or, or you know, I, I am truly not alone. So I think that it's so beautiful to, to see that work through with you ladies, especially when you're talking about growing up and the struggles that you had of like, you're saying, I, this is what kept me behind. And you're saying, this is why you need to push forward. And the way you guys connect and work that through, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. It's funny because most people, they're like, you guys don't, you don't get tired of each other. You're always together. You <laughs> live so together. Exciting. You drive together. You work together. And it's like, no, why, why would I get tired? Anytime mm-hmm. I'm frustrated or anytime I'm like going through something, right away I can rent. Right away I can talk to somebody and be like, oh my God, I, don't, I just, I'm over it right now. And she could calm me down. Mm-hmm. Nicole and I have, it's kind of weird, but the things that really, really upset me, they don't bother Nicole. And she's like, relax. It's not that serious. And vice versa. She could be yeah. super, super angry. And I'm like, hey. Like, come down. Let's, let's think this through. So it's like whenever we don't ever really get upset about the same thing that we're just like, yeah. oh, my God. And starting World War Three, we can typically. <laughs> it's funny. Like the moment you said we both get angry. I'm like, I just had this nuclear explosion vision. Just pop up like, that's not a good day if you're both pissed off. <laughs> no, it typically tends to not it's happen. It's very rare. Yeah. And then if one of us is upset, like really, really upset, it's the other one's fault. So the other one's like, I don't care. Yeah, She's fine. Mm-hmm. Let her be. That's Let so her go. Funny. Just be upset by herself. So we do, we've been really lucky to have just this natural balance that kind of comes into play. And we've learned because we've sis- we're sisters and have spent all our lives together, how to give each other the space when they need it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you were saying about intimate relationships, Nicole and I feel that we've figured out the key to like life and marriages and relationships and everything. Just let please, the other person share be. It, yeah. <laughs> let the you like just adapt. Don't be prideful, you know? Sometimes I have to look at Nicole. I'll I'll know I'll admit that I do something wrong and I give her her space. And then like in a day or two I'll be like, hey, I'm sorry. She was just mad at me the other day because I did something. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> when alcohol comes into play, you don't yeah. remember the something. Yeah, so I woke up sober the next morning, like, oh, wait a minute, she's mad at me. That's uh-huh. all she remembered. I was like, I don't remember anything, but she's mad at me. So I kind of had to. It, it's so funny. You're saying that, and Nicole, I, I give this energy. It's like, I want to tell you everything that you did right now. <laughs> I want to go over it right now with you, but I'm on a podcast, so I can't say anything. <laughs> no, I really, you, I. I hold on to things too much, and that's I'm on a new path right now. I'm trying to just be can, a lot can, more easy. Can we do a sidebar on that real quick? Of just like, uh, of what you said, don't carry pride, you know, and you have to uh, forgive and, and also just say like sorry, you know, like sorry, like like how how many times how prevalent was that with with your relationship, girls? Like like growing up. <sighs> It's oh, not man. as easy for me to say sorry. But she refuses. That's a lie. Like there were times. She I, goes, it's not as easy. She refuses. There were it's times that like- I'm like, I knew I was wrong. And it was just like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like that was a mistake. And I'm, I'm learning from this. I have to, I'll try to be better. Like four <laughs> days best. of me not talking to her is when she'll apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I definitely take on the attitude of like, the, like, 
that's personal to you. You are bothered by that. So I'm fine. <laughs> no, for sure. The only time that Tiana and I have ever. <laughs> that's not really to... an apology. Though, yeah, no, I'm terrible. I'm really bad. At, I'm really, really bad at apologies. Thank I you. Have, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. You have issues. I understand. I, I respect that you have issues. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that you were offended by what I did or said. I'm sorry that you like misunderstood the situation. But I guess the important thing is that you understand what she's trying to yes. say. <laughs> it always comes down to that. Be understanding too. Don't always mm-hmm. be mad that you don't get the apology that you want because yes. you have to appreciate. Like I do appreciate that she goes out and she's like, you know, I can understand where I was wrong. It's not the full apology, but it's her working on it. You mm-hmm. know, you always it comes back to forgiveness and understanding somebody's upbringing and just being a little bit more patient. If we were all just a little more patient with anybody. And we we could be a little more understanding to their situation. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. Patience and, and is key. When you know someone that close and they're that important to you, it's it, it's it's like almost like a hidden language, you know, to where they'll say something and you're like, I get what you're saying, you know. Like for instance, I I have a best friend. And it's like we'll we'll be cool and then like we'll just have one conversation that just doesn't sit right with either of us, and then we just won't talk, you know. And we know that we're like we're both kind of like I don't want to talk to Rios right now, you know. And and, and you know same same, you know. I don't want to I don't want to call him. But then, like, you know, months later, I'd be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know, and I'm like, "All right, that's an apology. I get yeah, it." You like know, you and, and like vice versa, I'm like, "I'm like, hey, dude, are you okay? Like, what's what's up?" You know, you do and, miss and somebody. Like, I think like, people and, like, would be a lot happier is. if a lot more people could do that. Mm-hmm. You just make that phone call. Yeah, just make just make the call. Hey, what's going on? You know, and it's like you know, within hey, what's going on? It's saying, "Hey, I miss you. What's going on? I'm really curious. I, you've been I've been thinking about you. Yes. So like, you know, I, let, let, let's get back to talking again." And it, it goes a long way just to just to, just to send that little text of like, hey, what's mm-hmm. going on, man? What's going on? We've That's definitely us. <laughs> learned that you just need to sometimes move on. And sometimes mm-hmm. you'll have conversations that you don't need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not everything needs to get resolved. Sometimes you just move on. Yeah. You don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. That was both our bad. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't know how to like just move on from things. So it, that's- it, it, It's important to be like, hey, let's not touch that topic ever again because we're not going to see eye to eye on that. Or sometimes her and I, we put pins in conversations and you just, we'll pin it up on the wall and we'll unpin it. Tiana puts pins in conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Once I realize where it's going, let's just pin this. Let's, we'll, we'll get back to this at a future time. And then she'll be like, unpin. Mm. <laughs> let's leave that pinned yeah, up for yeah, now. Leave it up there. That's funny. That's really funny that, that you're like, <laughs> I'm going to call it right here. Yeah. We're not done. It's pinned. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes you just need to give yourself a break. You, you get do. too angry. You start. My beautiful sister is extremely petty. So. <laughs> Not extremely. Oh, man. And sometimes she just says things that are hurtful. So you're just like, let's pin this. Let's just leave this right here. That's so funny because to me, Nicole is the sweeter, quieter one. Everyone thinks that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone thinks that. And I'm like, yeah, that's because she's quiet. She's not quiet because she's sweet. She's quiet because she got nothing nice to say. That's so that's funny. Exactly. I was de- my mother definitely, if you have, be- I was always, I always had some nasty words. So she's constantly telling me, if you have nothing nice to say, Nicole, don't say it. So I've, I've had to learn to bite my tongue for sure. That's Everyone's so like, she's shy and quiet. No, she's got nothing nice to say. <laughs> I think even like when I was telling my wife about like you know the the two of you, I was just like Nicole's like this really like calm, sweet one. She's she's really and Tiana's like the fiery one. She's really exploding, and it's kind of true in a sense. But I, I, it like when you get underneath the skin, it's reversed. You yes, know? for sure. Like, Tiana is the loving, understanding one that that wants peace and mm-hmm. understanding, and and that's why you're able to talk about things because you're like 
let's talk it out. Yes. Let's talk it out. Let's work it out. And he closed one that's like, I don't like you right now. And I'm going to walk away. I'm good for You're dead to me. <laughs> she <laughs> is so good for that. But and then You're it, dead to me. That's so strong. You're dead to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I, We're done. It makes it harder for me being so close with Tiana. Having so, I get so much from Tiana that I look at people like, I don't need you. I, mm-hmm. I, you can just be with the wind. <laughs> can I tell you that that's something that I do as well? And it's it's kind of painful I do with with family because it's just like we haven't talked in two years. So like when we do talk, you want to explode like this? I'm like I can go another two, three, five, ten years. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. the The guilt wants to be put out there of like, well, this is how you you're just gonna ghost, and it's like, yeah, that's how it is. It's that simple. That's definitely Nicole. You know? <laughs> She's like, oh, you're still bitter. Okay, I'll give you some more time. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Back in my pocket, you go. When you are ready to apologize for how you are feeling, you can come back into Nicole's mm-hmm. life. <laughs> I have to tell her all the time, like, Nicole, you have to be understanding. You don't have to agree with someone else's feelings. You do. You do. But and you it, have to understand. And, like, that's where that's where I battle myself. is because I'm like, I, I, I get that concept of, like, some, even if you're wrong or even if you are the right one, even if you are the right one, it's good to be like, hey, this argument we got into, like, I, I understand how you're feeling, but I... I want to get past it. You know, let's move past it. And and even though they know they're still wrong, you know, that's the, they know they're wrong too. We both know who won the conversation, but <laughs> we can't let this, this, this silence go on anymore. So it's like, you just have to be like, I, 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 I'm sorry. Let's, let's, let's move forward. You know, whatever I did to upset you, I want to do my best to make sure that we avoid this same conversation again. And you got to be the bigger person at that sometimes. Tiana's like, I'm done being the bigger person. That's the eyes no. she's giving me right now. <laughs> Honestly, it's so funny that you say all of that because remember earlier when she was saying that she, her and my brother don't get along? Mm-hmm. None of them grasp that. They will, four conversations in a row, bring up the same argument that got them upset <laughs> and then f- be confused that they got into four separate conversations, <laughs> like four separate arguments about the same be conversation. Confused, Honestly. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel bad. Like my brother, I love him to death and I know mm-hmm. my brother loves me to death, but it's just like, we cannot since we were teenagers we would get into hypothetical disagreements and that's what really kills me that it's like things that don't even exist i was like 13 and you know i was a late bloomer so i wasn't even mm-hmm. talking about like really liking boys and my brother was like if you come home with a boyfriend i'm going to punch him in the face and it was just like a and i got into a full blown argument All like you can't do that <laughs> no boy involved no nothing then when you get a girlfriend and it was just like we're 15 years later and it's still the same thing between the two of them yeah Hypothetical situations really do uh, elevate stuff, <laughs> man, do. because it, it's like you're making a statement about who you are. You mm-hmm. know, in this hypothetical situation, this is what I would do. Yes, and someone's like, "Well, that's not right," and then like it becomes like this argument that doesn't need to exist, but at the same time, it kind of defines you. And it's just this is whole weird. Thing. I mean, it, honestly, I don't want to get into politics, but if you look at politics, that's what the big problem is with politics. The celebrities like. This situation that I'm viewing that happened in this one city so far ago, this is how I feel about it and how I think it should have been done. And the person was like, oh, this is how I feel. And it's like, neither of you two live anywhere near that state or city or were there at the moment. So you don't know what would have happened or what could have been done. But it's like, that's the big problem with hypothetical yeah, situations. Really man. You argue, you argue so much because it's so, it's so important to humans to share their convictions. Because it's what defines us, you know. What can what our convictions define us as is is who we are. And since we're living in in such a prosperous state right now, 
like truthfully, like you can be like, oh, twenty twenty was bad. This was bad. But guys, we could be living in the fourteen hundreds right now, yeah. and that would be horrible. I would hate to be living at that time. So like living now is fantastic mm-hmm. when you look at it like that. So it's like, but at the same time, in the fourteen hundreds, your convictions were: Am I going to steal bread today? Am I going to join the 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 Roman, you know, guard? You know, and am I going to fight people for this? Like convictions were way simpler back then. And they were so purified that no one needed to question you on it. But that same drive is still inherent within human beings of being like, I need to show what I stand for, you know. In a world where you can walk down the street and get all the groceries you need and all the groceries you don't even need. And you you can have anything you want, you know, at the click of a button. It's it that that instinct of being like. Well, now who do I, you know, how do I show who I am? How do I, how do I fight with, with, how do I, how do I let people know who I am to show my conviction? And that's where we have this huge battle of like, I stand for this and I stand for, I'm red, I'm blue. And it just explodes. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a over exaggerated truth of what we all should be, which is just human beings experiencing the life we're given, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. I think a big problem too is besides wanting to show who you are, is this like need for people to support that. People need to be okay with who yes. I am and they need mm-hmm. to support who I am. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know? support me? Yeah. No? Unfriend. Yeah. You are the worst person ever. It's like, look, you be you. I'm going to be me. Enjoy your life. Don't hurt anybody. Yeah. You got issues. I got issues. We're all not doing as good as we could. Yes. Be. Let's just work on that stuff. Yes. If we focused more on our own problems and what we did to contribute to conflict, then things would be a lot easier. I try mm. to tell Nicole that, like, don't tell me what I could do better. <laughs> See what you did wrong in this situation. What I love about this right now that just happened was that you could have just said that. You know, you could have just been like, this is how I feel. But you had to throw in, this is what I tell Nicole all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's what I was like. It's like all the time. <laughs> this is how I make this relevant to Nicole sitting next to me right now, okay? I tell Nicole she needs to do this. I got it. <laughs> Later on, I'm gonna but remember. Once again, once again, that is something so beautiful about you both is because I remember like working with you and there'd be times where I'd be like, Tiana, can you come in on this day? And you'd be like, you got to talk to Nicole, you know, because like you didn't have all the answers, you know, and so like I would go, all right, Nicole, what's going on with the schedule? You'd be like, all right, we can come in at like five that day and like that's it. But like don't, we can't do anything more than that. But it's like you guys, you, you guys compartmentalize the, your lives so it's like not not either one of you has full control and that's where you guys also have balance which what makes you so powerful because it, it locks in this relationship of like i can't do anything without nicole's approval or not even approval but like you know i need tiana to know what the plan is for, for this and i think that's something that is extremely beautiful simply because we are living so so freely right now that it's so difficult to to communicate with that other person. Like if you have my wife and I, I love her, <clears throat> even setting up this podcast, it was like, I, I, I surprised her. I was like, just so you know, Saturday I'm recording with, with two of my friends, you know, the Nunez sisters. And she was like, who are they? What, what is going on? Like, you know them? Did you work with them? Like what's going on? Like, and it's like, she wasn't part of the plan. She wasn't part of the plan of, of me. Like I'm going to have as many people come over and record a podcast so I can start building up episodes and release episodes weekly um she didn't know that that was my plan and it's like that that's a problem that we have because we have that disconnect but i don't see anything that ever happening between the two of you 
And if it did, I, I see that being a severe problem. It happens all the time. <laughs> Does it? And I'm here like, no, you're so right. All the time. I'm like, we Nicole, we're really doing great. this. That's, but that's because I'm our planner. And so she's but yeah, like, really easy going. Like, it's true. The, po- the podcast, my boyfriend, I'm, you know, I'm in a long distance relationship. It's a mm-hmm. struggle. Yeah. And so I text him. Like, Tiana told me last minute about the podcast. So I, I'm like, I probably just, told him like three days ago. So I, I'm like, you know, just to let you know. And then it took me a day to tell him. So I'm like, just to let you know. Because yeah, we don't, we don't ever inform people immediately. We you can't do that. Like, no. you know. No, it's got to be, it's about time I let them know what's going on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually getting closer. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, um, I'm just like, you know, I'm going to go do a podcast with, um, you know, a manager that we had. Where are you going? Why? What? And I was like, I've never been on a podcast. Like, I'm going to do a podcast. That What else do I need to tell you? And it's, I don't really have, mm, yeah, no, here and there, I look at her like. And she loves you, you if you're listening. You know, she, all yeah, she's no, done was talk amazing things about you. Nothing so, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like you know, I don't, I don't know. It's I know her schedule. I'd be like, "This is what we're doing." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when she tells me that, like, she makes plans without telling me, I'm like, "Nicole, how can you do that? How can you make plans?" <laughs> and I like her like, "You do it all the time." And I'd be like, "No, my plans are cool, fun plans. What are you getting me caught up in right now? I didn't go over anything, honestly. It's so rare though. There was Shoot. no diagram. Yeah, I'm not much of a planner. Like Tiana, it's is only a been like twice that she's like, "Oh, we're doing this," and I'm like, "What do you mean?" Meanwhile, I'll fill up her whole week. Like, hey, we got to do this, this, and oh this. I'll wake her up. Like, get up. We got to get ready. And she's like, where are we going? I told you the podcast. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay. So I do have to admit that I have the problem of just planning Nicole's life. She does. She's over. That's so funny. Yeah, you have for a really long time. That is like a, we're, but it's, I can't be mad at her because it's a, we're, we're doing things. We're, yes. we're going to make life happen. And mm-hmm. it's, and I'm just like, I, I'd probably be sitting under a rock. Like, that's a no gorgeous problem. thing to, to recognize too, of like, if I if I didn't have this drive behind me, what would I be doing? Exactly, you know? and that's beautiful. That that that's something you recognize. So feel special. Uh, I do. No, for sure. Yeah. I like. <laughs> I I think I I'm do. very grateful for Tiana. I tell people all the time she's a blessing. She does. I'm like I'm so so lucky that Tiana loves me the way that she loves me, and that we're able to have the relationship that we have. It's unfortunate that not all siblings can have that, but I'm lucky that I have. Can you imagine like how successful this world would be if like. We I just can't all even had imagine. That, that that twin that was just like yes. with us and helped us succeed. Like, wow, man! Like, no, what a, honestly, what a country we would be. Mm-hmm. I tell Nicole all the time that I feel bad for people because they don't have, and it's not to toot my own horn, honestly, mm-hmm. but they don't have somebody like me that admires them. Like, I look at Nicole in admiration, and I think mm-hmm. that she can do so much, and she has so much potential and such a big heart, and. Sometimes she doesn't see that, and whenever she's like talking down on herself, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't even know all the things that you're capable of. And I think it's important if everybody had somebody like me to just cheer them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she does. I struggle with like not having gone back to school, and you know, I'm pushing thirty, and like still kind of feel lost. And it's just like, and I'm so happy that she's found this new path, and I, I hope it brings her nothing but success and happiness. Now, let's talk about that 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 path, but before we get there, there was something you said that really caught my ear when we were talking off mic earlier, and it was simply that um you said, I had to believe that I was great, and you were talking about uh, starting new jobs, so I know like when you guys came down to bring it back to our timeline, you guys were, you came down, you're like, we got to be successful, we got to start working, and you had, you, you went straight into restaurants, correct? Mm-hmm. And Nicole, you were doing, you know, odd jobs here and there, but it's like you had this this thing where you're like, I'm not good enough or I'm not I'm not there. So talk a little bit about that, like not feeling adequate in, in the positions you were trying to take on, because I think a lot of people struggle with that. The best way for me, like when 
my father told us to like move back. I don't like the price of living is the same. And my realization was all the odd end jobs that I had and all the little things that I did made me feel more confident. I, I was able to believe more in myself and see like you are capable of more than you think. And I don't know, it was just, I needed to go through my more, hmm, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't want to say, I just needed to go through what I went through. Yeah, you're more difficult Yeah, time, yeah, you know, like your, I did. I just needed. Like feeling like, because <clears throat> I remember, I mean, I had served for years before I went into management. And even when I got into management, like I had horrible experiences before I was like, oh, this is what I need to do to be good at this. And when I got there, I was doing really well. But then, you know, I left management because I wanted to spend more time with the family. I wasn't happy not doing art. You know, I kind of lost myself. I became Chris Rios' manager, and that was all I was. And I was like, that's not what Chris Rios is. And so I was like, I need to get back to my roots. And so I got this uh, serving position I'm in now. Uh, but I remember like the the first week, you know, and uh, even still, like my my friend Joe Jokashazi. You guys know Jokashazi, right? You met Jokashazi. He was he was working as a bartender at Puck for like a bit. Right here. Oh, if I showed you a picture, you'd see him. Yes. Right yes. But anyways, um, he. Um, I do know Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I do the know with the Joe. glasses or not the glasses. I feel like he he did guys. wear glasses uh, as well. Anyways, he he's really awesome. Uh, but he he asked me. He was like, "Do you ever struggle with anxiety? Like, you ever? Because you know, I guess a lot of people think of me as." being very strong character mm -hmm. and he was like you ever get like anxiety and i was like every time i walk into this restaurant as a server like i sit there and i see others and go i'm not as good as these people you know and i'm not i'm not as strong as a server i'm not as strong as a salesman you know i'm, not, I'm gonna mess up my spiel i have this in my head every day of like i don't know what i'm doing but then i tell myself like be great today you know like be be the best version of Chris Rios you can be because that's what people need right now uh you know as, as a partner because you know we work in partners at, at my restaurant oh, that's nice. so it's like if I'm with someone I like immediately I'm like don't let them down don't let them down like don't mess this up for them because our livelihoods are connected now you know <laughs> them making money is connected to me making money so it's like I'm always like support them do good support them do good don't fail don't fail you know that's always in my head because I feel like I can mess up at any moment, you know, any moment I, I, I can mess up. And I guess a lot of people don't, don't see that about me, <laughs> but it's like, uh, I, and I understand like when, when you're coming from where you're like, you take on this position, it's something new you've never done before. And you just have this fear of like, I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm going to mess up. You know, people don't, people don't know how much of a weak link I am. You know, like that's, that's how I feel. Like I go in and like, I'm like, I have some wine knowledge. I have some of this, but in my head, I'm like, I'm a poser. Like I'm not as good as what people think. And but I think it, it takes a certain level of, of will and strength and 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 courage to be like, I am good. Cause along with that voice of like, I'm not good enough, don't mess up, don't mess up, there's another cheerleader in my head that's like, You're Chris Rios. You know, don't forget that and and keep going and show them why they need to remember why you're Chris Rios. So it's so so weird to have these two voices in my head going at the same time. I know I sound like a crazy person. No, but it's like, <laughs> but no, like, you I, like that's everybody. It, it, it's it's what's in my head. So like when I when I heard you talking about you know you working these positions and you doing this stuff like and you said you know I had to believe in myself that I, not just Tiana telling me like you're great Nicole like I had to believe myself I'm great you know I thought that was something very powerful to admit because it's something a lot of people don't don't even feel comfortable saying of like you know I am I am great you know you gave me the word I was looking for I did not have the courage in myself at all to to go out and do it. And then there was a point that Tiana 
was paying most of our bills and she was looking at me like she didn't even she, <laughs> she didn't, was looking at me she like, didn't even she didn't yeah. even have the heart to tell me she didn't have the heart to tell me she cried to my mom and my mom was like girl you need to pick up the slack like i don't know your sister is it's too much mm-hmm. and it was like a wow it, it's so real that she couldn't even tell me like it, it's you know it, it, she, she loved she, you, she loved you that much not not to tell you like hey we're struggling now. yeah so at that point and like you know she was a little stressed and then i started seeing like you know my mom mentioned it i started seeing it and i was just like uh, I, what i'm doing is not enough i'm learning about myself and you know i need to stop dipping my toe in the water and just hop in the pool mm-hmm. and it's you know i've i've been very blessed ever since and what I tell people, it's a, I, you fake it till you make it. You know fake what I'm it saying? You make like it. it's, I tell my son that all the time because he's always like, oh, I don't know about doing that. I'm like, the world is a stage, man. Nobody cares really what you've done in the past. It's what you, it's the character you present to them the moment they meet you. Yep. You mm-hmm. show them that character and you just play that character till you're fucking that character at some point because. <clears throat> you, you, it's all just the power of belief and the power of like, I am this, you know? And so even like when I went to Wolfgang Pucks and, you know, I had to tell myself there, like, all right, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a manager they don't know. How do I show them this version of Chris Rios that is this manager that is so great and, and, and loving and trusting and wants the best for them? You came in and you rocked it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was telling you earlier, I don't, I don't even know who, but it was, we were getting warnings. Like, oh my, like, you know, he's a hard ass and this, and you know, he's going to ride you. And it was, you came in and you were absolutely amazing. Like Thank you. you were so positive. You were always dressed well and you, you. Gave us what we needed. You did. Thank and you, you were always very supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't come in and just, you weren't one of the managers that were like, oh, you should be doing this and you got, get it together. What? Why are you messing up? It was more like, how can I help you? What do you what, need? Yeah, what do you need? I can tell that right now you're struggling. How can I help you? You know, you were, maybe that's why people get the vibe that you are so strong because I think you can kind of perceive when someone's struggling and then how can I help you? You know, how can I support you so that it's not whatever situation you're in right now, you're not in. Yeah. This aura that you're giving off, I don't like it. How yeah. can I help you fix that? There is uh there's so many managers that I've experienced who are just very much like, What's your problem? Well, what'd you do wrong? You know, like <laughs> and that's the first thing, like, where did you mess up then? And how are you gonna fix it? You know, and, and it's like that's not what a manager should be, you know. It, it's a it's it's a really privileged and honorable position to to be a manager in my eyes, you know, because I need you guys to succeed, you know, as if I was your manager. So, but I need you guys to do really well. And if you guys aren't doing well, I'm just shooting myself in the foot. I'm not, I'm not going to have a good shift. So like a manager needs to make sure that things are running smoothly. And I'm always surprised when things fall apart on the floor and I'm dealing with a manager who's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, Well, you were in the office for half the thing and you, and you weren't talking to anyone or helping anyone. It's always a big issue, but just for you to say that, yeah, like I never even realized you were always on the floor. You were not that manager that disappeared. Like you, you were a great addition to coming to both. Ah, even there, at the, no. Well, I didn't really have office space in, in That's right. <laughs> so you so there. There was no the office to be. Then they were kind of like, "Oh, Rios is here. All right, let's go in the office." And I was like, "I guess I'll be on the floor alone. Okay, no problem." <laughs> Something I realized is that people don't know how to appreciate like good work ethic and working hard and somebody that wants to yeah. not come into a place in any industry, you know, like not just the restaurant industry. People only think that you need to build like this tight knit relationship. You can do that while still doing your job and like being focused and wanting to succeed. And some people don't know how to appreciate ambition, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's bad and it's not. No, it's you not. know? It's okay to be ambitious. It's okay to want to strive and to succeed and get ahead. And it says nothing 
about you if you're comfortable where you're at. But me personally and how you were, I want to go ahead. I want to do better. I want to prove to myself that I can be better. Well, that's another great thing about us that, that we had spoken about was that, um, you know, you had said you wanted to be that that support, you know, that, that that's your goal. Your goal is to be the the right hand person to go to. And and that's something beautiful to to acknowledge and, and be a part of as well, because you understand that she has the ambition, but she can't get there unless she has you supporting her. And that dynamic is a beautiful relationship to have. Can you guys talk about that? Um, I think like the perfect example of what you're talking about is every time people are like, oh, congratulations on your degree. You did so good. And then they look at Nicole and they're like, oh, have you gone to school? Well, what are you doing? And I get really mad at and that. And Nicole's like, I got her her degree. What do you mean? I don't, I don't even feel that way. Like, I'm, I do. I don't want to say I'm coming to terms with that, but I'm, I'm coming to the realization that, or like, and that's only because Tiana's so supportive and she's just like, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. And I'm like, I guess you're kind of right. I did hold it down at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she worked. She would cover my shifts if I had homework, if I had tables, because we've been together in every restaurant. I'm, I would have to do my homework in the back, and she's taking care of my tables. Someone that's not my sister wouldn't have done that for me. For you know? sure. She also, people don't think about it, but she gave <clears> me money to pay for school, so she literally helped put me through school. But that is because of our weird dynamic or to the mm-hmm. point where we've gotten things because people do look at it as weird, like, I feel that people almost make fun of me and I'm lucky enough to be strong enough that it really doesn't phase me. That I'm like, we, you are just jealous that you don't, it's, I've gotten to that point no, that I'm like, you're beautiful. just jealous that you don't have what we have. Yes. Literally, Tiana, they give Tiana my paychecks. I don't know if you, if that ever happened. I'm at oh yeah, time. for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she, she, she was like, I'm here, I'm here for our paychecks. So mm-hmm. she would say, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, I'd give them both. It's like, Typically, that's against the rules. I'm not supposed to do that. But you it's know? like so many it, people yeah, have said that, and I'm like, you give it to her, she's gonna lose it. <laughs> and it's true. And it, it so happened. The one time that I like, I picked up my own check. I put it down like right in front of the restroom, and it was like we had to get someone else to pick it up. And it was just like a, oh, I guess you're right. I would lose yeah. it. Can't even deny it. it and, and that just goes to my point of once again, like something beautiful that you guys know the boundaries within each other and how you guys fit like 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 a glove, you know, together because it's like you know your faults, but you also know your strengths of like, this is what I need to do to support Tiana. And Tiana, you have the same thing of like, this is where Nicole needs me and how I can support her at the same time of following my own goals. Beautiful, man. Yeah, no, she's definitely... People look at us and they're like, oh, sometimes maybe you guys hold each other back because we are so close. <clears> and <throat> we, we have no problem admitting that we are like codependent. We really, as you can tell, when we're not together, one of us, we're just in a bad mood. Yeah, And people look at that and they're like, that's weird. You should work on that. You know, like whatever relationship you guys have going on. But Nicole nailed it. It's really just jealousy. Yep. Because we all want that partner. We all want that sidekick, you know? People- I'm so happy that she has the job. I'm so sad that she's not with me as much mm-hmm. now. Like she's only going to work on the weekends, but. For now. Yep. Good, but at- <laughs> hey, that energy. But like for now, this yeah, one. at this point, I've, you know, I've. I'm reading about manifesting things and it's like, a, why not give it a try of all the things? Like, apparently it's the secret to life. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're all it, in it denial It really about. is, man. And like writing something down is powerful. I haven't done that, but I do want to do that. <clears throat> no. We've been- it, it's, it's so great. Like, and it's, it's, it's almost like something, and we're going to get pretty woo-woo here real quick, but it's like, you know, I believe, I believe words have power. You know, I believe names have power. I believe all of that. You know, that there's, there's a power to language. So when you, Write something down on a notebook and you say, like, I'm going to start a podcast by January, you know, and, and you believe in that. It's like it's like something that gets cemented inside of you. And you say, oh, that's going to happen now. I have to do that. And then like a 
you know, on a grander scale, you guys seen, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated movie, mm-hmm. the guy who voiced Miles Morales, uh, he wrote down in his own diary, he was like, I will be Miles Morales. You know, one time he was like, I will be Spider-Man. And it took two years, but eventually he, you know, interviewed for the for the position and he got, he got the spot. And it's like, he was like, I believe that because I wrote that down and I believed in it so much that... It got me there, and I was like, "Yeah, it took two years, but it was it was a dream that I didn't want to let go of, and I kept going back to it and, and believing in it." And I'm like, "That is something that happens, you know." So when you like when you talk about manifesting a future for yourself, like it's something that is totally possible. And like we talked about, you know, what our what our futures are, you know, we can talk about that right now too. Is like uh, <clears throat> you've been on this journey of just um, grinding, you know. <laughs> Grinding, making money, surviving, 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 just to have this opportunity to do something new and special. Tiana, you just got your bachelor's degree. Congratulations thank to you. Thank you. Thank you. It's thank something you. so amazing. Like I, I, I didn't go to school. You know, like I had uh, my child when I was a teenager. You know, like you've seen him. You know, he's like bigger than me now. But like, <clears throat> I always had this belief that I was going to go back to school or that I should go back to school. And as I got older, you know, the thing that I wanted to go to school for, I realized it was no longer in the cards. I couldn't do it. You know, with a kid. And everything else that was going on in life, I was like, that's just not me anymore. It broke my heart. But I was like, now I got to figure out what I can do to survive still, you know. And it's like, uh, I can see, you know, that happening with with you, with you, Nicole. You're like, is school something that's happening in the future? If not, what can Nicole do that's going to be, that I'm going to be proud of, you know, something something proud to do? And, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, your interest of like dealing with kids and things like that. But kind of like, like no, nah, I kind of don't want to do that either. And it's like this, this, uh. This, this thing is being pushed on us of like, you have to go to college, you have to do this, this is the plan, this is how a successful person is. Not all true, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I can serve for the rest of my days, and that could be my profession if that's what it needs to be. I'll be fine, because I make money, I'm only working weekends now, I have four days with my baby. Nice. And like, to me, that's that's riches, you know? Like, wh- I couldn't say that when I was working at it. I was working five, six days a week, you know, when we were in the restaurant business. And to me, I'm like way wealthier now than, than I ever was before. It's because I realized what was important to me. And and I could see like that's something that we each have to do. If going to college and getting a bachelor's degree is important to you, let that be your importance. But if it's, you know, just working, you know, your five, four days a week, making money and then taking a really good nap on the weekend, let that be your success as well. You know, it doesn't have to be one thing or the other. And I see that that balance of life is physically represented in front of me right now with you two ladies you know <clears throat> it's, it's so funny that you say like people having these expectations growing up you think that you have to follow a certain life path to be successful you have mm-hmm. to do certain things and have them done by a certain age and it's not true there's so much that we're not taught and all of the people that are like this is what you have to do to be successful aren't really successful themselves so we're taking yes. advice from people that are struggling mm-hmm. themselves whether it be emotionally spiritually financially like we are, are following the advice of people that are don't know what they're doing themselves. Mm-hmm. And that kind of puts us in a, in a crappy position because we're just repeating a cycle. And it goes back to the generational curses that we were talking about. Yes, yes, yes. We have these people and they're setting us up, but it's not really for success. Not really for success. They're just setting us up to do a little bit better than they did. Mm-hmm. And no one ever tells you to dream bigger than that. Like, you can do so much more than this, than this little box that we're in right now. You know, they tell you just... Maybe look outside. No. Break the box down, man. Anything is possible. 
So when you were going to school, you originally went to psychology for psychology. Like, what was your your goal in going for psychology? Like, what did you love about it so much? So I love the idea. I think it's extremely important that everybody takes psychology courses in their life because mm-hmm. it's going to help you not only understand yourself a little bit Human better. Human beings are fucked up. Yes. <laughs> just that. It's going to help you understand that everybody is fucked up. Yeah. And we are all just trying to fake it till we make it. Mm-hmm. We're all just doing the best that we can. People don't take anything into consideration. They don't take upbringing, chemical imbalances. Like There's so many things that if we just knew a little bit more about it, it'll be like, all right, maybe I can communicate a little bit differently. There'd be a bit more forgiveness for everyone. There'd be so much more forgiveness for everybody. You know, I started reading a book called Nonviolent Communication. Mm -hmm. And it was saying that people take the word violent, you know, if it's not physical, it's not violent. Mm -hmm. And really what violent communication is, is anything that you say that you're purposely trying to be hurtful. A snarky remark. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anything that you know is going to alter someone else's emotion in a negative way is violent communication. And if we all had a little more training in that aspect, we would learn to communicate better. You know, I think communication Mm -hmm. is the biggest root of all problems. Yes. No one knows how to communicate their feelings, and they don't don't know how to understand when someone is trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. So the messages are always just mixed up, and if everyone had to take a few psychology courses... We'd be a little more understanding. Yes. But psychology is definitely something that you have to want to go all the way. I thought that I did. I thought I wanted to get my PhD. I had a whole plan to start my own practice. I had layouts, partners. <laughs> like I had it figured out the next 10 years of my life. And then... Nicole, this is the next 10 years of our life. I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> I had it figured out. And then I actually got into the field and it was like, whoa, this is not going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And... For like six months, I was just in a really bad mental place because I had spent the last seven years ever since I graduated high school like with this plan. And I feel like I wasted not only my time, but my parents' money, my sister's money. Like I was telling myself that I had to keep going. Whether or not I freaked out. And I was looking at her like, dude, people change their course of life. That's like the trauma of of everyone your age right now is that they're they've hit that point of like, wow, I just spent the past five years learning this and it sucks yep you know and then and then they're sitting there and they're like what do i do now and they feel like their life was a lie they wasted everything yep. what could have happened if they spent the money elsewhere mm-hmm. and you feel like you have to keep going and it took a lot for me mm-hmm. to realize like no it's okay to just say i tried my best this isn't for me and that's i think a fear you know i i, I told myself I, I could picture myself in seven to ten years doing this will i be completely happy I don't know. I'd be making good money, but I had to tell myself, like, no, that's not enough. You mm-hmm. have to be able to see yourself in the future, and I'm going to be happy. Like, that's more important. My happiness is more important than my pride, yes. you know, than me feeling like I need to do all of this because I told everybody that I would. Yes. I had already told everybody I was going to go and get my PhD in psychology. Like, I needed to do it now. And I realized, like, no, I have mm-hmm. nobody else I need to impress, or I have to make myself proud. I have to be able to live with myself at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And once I made that decision and I told myself, it's okay, you did what you did with psychology now. Now find something that makes you happy. I was a lot more at ease and like at peace with myself, you know, happy with the decisions that I was making. And yeah, there's a philosopher I listen to, and he mentioned that of like one of the biggest problems with uh, America today is that there's a lot of parents who want the milestone just to brag about it, about their kids. My daughter Tiana has a PhD, you know, and, and, and they get to have credit for that. Yeah, they, I wanted they, to give they, they my get, mom that. They get confirmation. We all want to do that for our parents. 
and nothing against uh, Tiana's mom. I wasn't saying that you're bad for that. But it's like, <clears throat> it's a problem to where that expectation now doesn't just fall to the individual, you know, of like, now I have to get the PhD because it meant that much to my parents. It meant that much to this. Yep. But I mean, like, I, I understand that that idea of like, you know, wanting to make your parent proud. But it, it, in the end, you have to balance out what makes you happy. You know, you have to balance out what is what is happiness to Tiana? What is happiness to Nicole? Exactly. And it's hard <clears throat> to find that balance of, of what makes you happy while still being happy to support your parent. You getting to happiness then. So you realize psychology is not your jam. You no. know, you ran into your problems. You ran into why it's not working for you. And you had this guilt and you were saying that you had to tell her. Like, what did you tell her? To stop freaking out. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, she was totally like, she looked at me like, I'm spiraling. And I'm like, yeah, you totally, <laughs> I was. you are spiraling yes. before my eyes. Yes, you are. Honestly. And it was just, it's us constantly having to, like, to bounce off of each other. And, you know, she, I sometimes have to tell her what she tells me. It's like, you know, it's exactly that. It's finding happiness. And happiness is, it's not easy to find. It's not easy to know. It's, it's a day by day thing. It's mm-hmm. you. You're going to change. What makes you happy is going to change yes. with you changing is what I think is the hardest for people to accept. And I looked at her like, you, that's, that wasn't for you. I, I, had always, I didn't want to say I was always telling her that, but it was just she like, was. <laughs> because to me, her, it was, I knew she wanted to help people and was not going to be able to help people the way she thought she was going to be able to help people. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and. I'm like this new job. She's she's glowing. She's happy. She she does feel that she's gonna be able to change people's lives for the better. She's not helping people the way she thought she was help, gonna be helping them, but she will be helping people. And I'm very happy for her. And the the boss that she has seems very positive and very influential. And so I, let's tell everyone what that thing is then, because no one knows yet. <laughs> so um. I just started as a financial professional at New York Life. It has been definitely a different experience. I think it's kind of like Nicole said, when I was open to letting go of all of these plans that I have for myself and kind of like breaking free of my own expectations, I was able to go out there with an open mind, like instead of going out and only looking for things that were related to psychology or looking for things that could make me money, you know, quick money, because I'm great in the the restaurant industry because it's quick money, like I'm good with talking to people, but I needed to get out of that zone the comfort zone and the plan that I set for myself and be open to anything that the universe was going to allow for me. And that's kind of where I came across this position and things. It's so weird because things just, they were lining up. I was in one position that I, in branching out, I kind of got a job at a a call center for vacations. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I, I like this. I'm helping people get vacations. But after like Two weeks. It I, was cold calling and it was great oh to man, see her like terrible. try something new. It was <laughs> it was so intense. But um, after like two weeks, I was and I'm kind of like you. I like to find somewhere and be there. Not mm-hmm. that I don't like change, but I like longevity. I like to yeah. grow and I like to prove like if I'm gonna dedicate my time to you, I want it to be worth it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. 100%. So after two weeks, I was like on this new binge of I'm not sticking to something just because I. Because I was going to stick it out. I was going to stay at the call center. (laughs) Miserable. But then I was like, no, Tiana, this is what you're trying to get out of. That when you tell yourself that you have to do something, that you have to. I have no obligations to anything. Mm -hmm. So once I was a little more free to that, things kind of just started lining up for me. I was learning to be more grateful. No, I'm not using the degree, but I'm grateful that I got it. I was the first of the six siblings to to graduate college, you Mm -hmm. know? So I, I I was learning to be more grateful and appreciative for the things in my control 
And then I know it sounds stupid, but it just started lining up, and now I really am. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, and you also, also, it, it's a, a point of inspiration for those before you that that have that same opportunity, perhaps to to follow through, like Tiana did it. So it's possible. Yes, man. Don't be afraid. Go out <clears throat> there and take a chance, and just see what the universe has to offer. There's so many different things. There's so many different ways to help, and I'm just I'm really glad. And like Nicole said, I'm, my manager is amazing, and it's wonderful to be in a position that I feel like I could be here forever. In the restaurant industry, it was always, oh, this is short-term while I'm in school. This is short-term when I'm in school. So I think that's kind of what also contributed to my spiral. <laughs> now I'm done with school. I don't want to do this anymore, but I'm still in the restaurant industry. Yeah. I'm going to be here forever. And it was, honestly, it was a rough rough couple of, couple of weeks. Now, the, the financing, is that connected to the bachelor's degree that you had? Nope. Oh, right. Okay. Nope. Yeah. They were looking at me when I was like, oh, I've got a bachelor's in psychology. They were like, wow, that's amazing. I was like, yeah. How, how <laughs> so amazing. The, the bachelor's degree is still in psychology. Mm -hmm. Is there any way that can help you still? Yeah, it can help. Honestly, to have a, a bachelor in psychology can help you, help me in any degree, only because it helps me learn to communicate with people and be understanding mm -hmm. and just make people feel comfortable. I guess it's a nice badge for people like, oh, this girl knows people then. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That kind of just side note. It was really hard in my spiraling because I had just <laughs> taken all of these psychology courses yeah. <laughs> and they were all like aimed towards clinical psychology. So I was kind of, I was like, oh my God, I just read about all of this. I know I'm spiraling. I know I'm having anxiety. How do I control it? Like, who do I go to? It's not going to tell me that I, I know yeah, yeah. it was bad. <laughs> I know what's wrong with me yeah. <laughs> and I know how to fix it, but I can't because I'm still experiencing the spiral. Yes. That's honestly what I was looking at her like, Nicole, I don't know what to do. I know what's <laughs> wrong with me. I know that I can control this and I can work at it, but it's not that easy. That was mm -hmm. another reason. Like with psychology, it was a long term. If I have one client, it's going to take some time yeah, yeah. before you could start making a difference. You know, and that's a beautiful thing. I give it to all of the psychologists that have the patience for that. I want to see my results right away. I want to know that I'm helping you and I want to see us growing together. Yeah. I don't want to just be making money off of people's issues and I might or might not be able to help them. So it was just, it was a lot. That's awesome. So you're like, and you're this financial advisor now. Um, I'm getting my license to be a financial advisor. Okay, right. right now, I can only use financial professional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not licensed just yet, but soon, guys. You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> but ladies, uh, uh, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you and, and, and anything like that, like on social media? I know, Nicole, you're a ghost on social media. You don't exist. It's so funny. I was just going to chime in, like, you can find me through Tiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On top of her accountant, I'm also her assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I promise I'm paying for her paying for college. Mm -hmm. All my life I'll be paying for that, I promise. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm on Facebook, on Instagram, LinkedIn. I am here to help. Awesome, awesome. Well, ladies, uh, we're kind of way past time, so I apologize. No, don't uh, be silly. Thank you for <laughs> having us. Yeah, we had an amazing yeah, time. Seriously, this was a lot this of was fun. A no, great experience. I want to have you back because I feel like there was so much more that I wrote down that I wanted to get into and talk more about. We didn't get into uh, you reading the diary of Nicole. <laughs> We'll it was be like, back. We'll yeah, be well, back. I, I want to hear that later. And then a couple other stories about a hot dog and things like that we'll figure out. But it's like, uh, ladies, thank you so much. I hope you know this conversation was, was great for you. I hope you had a great time coming it on. Was. I hope everyone listening, you, you got something about understanding the balance of what happiness means, the goal to get there, the importance of support, and the importance of just having a balance of of, of being who you are and, and, and being this uh, this driven person, but also this this mellow person that is just content with how life is good and how life is, is treating you. So 
Hopefully you got that through this message today. Hopefully I didn't talk too much, guys. I apologize if I did. No, the perfect <laughs> amount. <laughs> Anything else would have been too much. Well, girls, I love you. I want to have you back on. Thank you so much for coming on. And we'll see who wears the crown next time on the Paper Crown Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun.